morning, great to see you here today. Who's enjoying that worship today? Did I get the right cue or what? I did. I'll let you in on a secret. Beth said, you'll know, you'll know when it's time because we're going to be finishing big and I completely missed it. And she's nodding her head. I said, make the sign clear for me. So thanks, Beth. Let's give them a great hand. That was fantastic this morning. So I want to give you a really, really warm welcome. Take your seats. Kids Church, you can go to Go to kids. I want to give you a really, really great welcome this morning to One Heart on the long weekend. So I hope you got some good plans for your day off tomorrow and uh, enjoy it. So I want to welcome all those watching online. If you're watching from Tumby Bay, Alliston or any other place in the world, so good to have you with us. And I pray today's message will really empower you and strengthen you for what lies ahead. So... I just want to uh, do a couple of things, uh, some infomercials for you. Uh, get a hold of the church app. It's, it's really awesome. So if you have the church app on your phone or your device, you can listen to, you can watch the message as we preach it and the notes for the message are on there and you can use that in so many different ways. You can look back on it and uh, remind yourself so you don't have to furiously write down notes because what happens when I'm writing a note, I'll get the first part of the sentence and then think, what was, what was the last bit? because it's hard to keep up. But when you have the app, you can keep up with all that stuff really, really well. But um, I do want to just start with something today. I think it's really important. And to to remind the church of what we believe. This is not the message, just a little bit of garnish. But uh, what we believe as a church, One Heart Church, we believe in in Jesus Christ. We believe that he was born as a human, uh, was born a man, was crucified for our sin and was raised again on the third day to eternal life and in that act brought salvation to us so he forgave all our sins so I want us to really understand that Jesus Christ the first and foremost thing we need to realize about what we believe is Jesus came and dealt with the separation from us and God which was our sin and he's taken the separation away so that we can live in, in complete harmony with God. That's so incredible. And the other part that, that joins into my message is that we believe that Jesus Christ is coming again. And we need to re- always remember that. I want everyone in the church to be reminded again, Jesus is coming back for a clean, perfect, spotless bride, which is his church. It's a people of God of faith, the people of God of sacrifice, the people of God who have understood the, the reality of their salvation and nothing else matters in their life except for serving Jesus and, and displaying his glory in their life to the world. So I just wanted to throw that in this morning, not sure why, but maybe someone needed to hear that today. So uh, today my message is, is part two of In the Waiting. And uh, the title today is Don't Waste Your Wait. Don't Waste the Wait. So I finished part one a couple of weeks ago. Who enjoyed Pastor Sean Stanton last week? We've been getting some outstanding preachers over the last couple of, uh, last month and a half or so. And uh, we've got some even better ones coming as the year goes on. We've got some incredible world-class speakers coming to One Heart. So I'm really excited about that. You'll find out who they are and when they're coming as the the time goes on. But um, I finished part one of this series. I've still got another two 
components of this message. If you didn't get the first one, get on the podcast and have a listen. But I said this, we can't transpose onto Jesus consumer-oriented demand for spiritual things. So a consumer-oriented demand is, I want, my, I want my burger, I want it now. I'm not going to wait. I'm in the drive through and I'm in the drive through because I want it fast. And someone did mention to me that, that, that at part one, is it's really crazy that you go through the drive through and then they tell you to wait in the waiting bay. No, it's, it's like it, that's not how it should be. It's like you, you've just wasted my life right now. But faith, this is the key here, faith is proved in the darkness of the waiting. So I've got to, I've got to admit here, waiting is not my best quality. It is not. I, I, don't like, I don't like going to the show because you have to wait to get in. So I'm like, no, I don't, no, don't want to do this. Uh, I don't like going to the show because you have to wait to get the food. You have to wait to get on a ride. You have to wait. It's just like, they shouldn't call it the Royal Adelaide Show. They should call it the Royal Adelaide Wait. You've got to wait for everything in there. So I, I just don't like it. It's not my best quality. But, it, but it's reflected in my life is... Uh, when I used to catch public transport, especially buses, I'll give you another one next one, another, another one of my things. But, uh, but I had no patience waiting for the bus. So I used to catch the buses on Bell Street. We might have a picture of one coming up. I used to catch the buses on Bell Street, Preston. And uh, from where you are on, on Bell Street, that's a Bell Street bus, that's an Ivano bus company, but I couldn't find Bell Street bus company. But you get the, the same kind of bus. But I, w- I would sit at the bus stop waiting for the bus and I would look up the road and I can't see a bus. But I looked the other way and I could see a bus stop 100 metres or so down the street. And so I'd wait there maybe, I'd say probably two minutes, thinking like, hmm, there's a bus, can't see the bus, there's no bus coming. So what I would do in my wisdom would say, I'm going to take a shortcut to the next bus stop. So I can see it's just down there. So I would start going to the bus stop because I'm thinking, well, I'll, I'll get a little bit closer to my destination if I'm at the other stop. But in the process of getting there, you hear this big rumble, and, and there's my bus. And, and I'm not at the stop to get picked up, so they just drive straight by, and I, I can't run back to that one, and I can't get to the other one in time, and I miss the bus. Sometimes two or three buses would, would do that to me. So they, they know, oh, he's walking, quick, get, get three buses go. But I would wait just a few minutes and get restless. And when I was between stops, two or three buses would pass me. But, but my attempt to speed up the, the, the progress put me further behind. Because I didn't want to wait. But you know what, the other crazy thing about me is I didn't learn my lesson. The next week I'm there again, I'm like, where's the bus, where's the bus, can't see the bus, I'm going to walk, there's the bus. So my point today, number one, don't waste the wait. Spiritual promises don't work with human shortcuts. Don't waste your wait. Spiritual promises don't work with human shortcuts. I'll give you some examples. Human shortcuts are what we do to speed up God's plan. Just like when you can't wait for the bus, so you think, I'll, I'll speed my way along, I'm going I'm to get to the next stop, and you miss the bus in between. 
So Abraham had a promise from God, Genesis chapter 15. If you go home and read it, Genesis chapter 15, God gives an incredible promise to Abraham. But in the waiting, Abraham created an Ishmael, which wasn't part of God's plan. Genesis chapter 16 is Abraham's human shortcut. Another one, King Saul, pardon me. He got restless, waiting for Samuel. He was the the impatient king who couldn't wait. I'm going to show you the story. We're going to park at this for a little bit here. But Saul grew fearful, uh, waiting for Samuel. So he offered the sacrifice himself, and he wasn't a priest, and he lost his kingdom over it because he was impatient. I'll read the story to you so we get the whole picture. It says, Meanwhile, Saul stayed at Gilgal, and his men were trembling with fear. Uh, Verse 8, Saul waited there seven days for Samuel, as Samuel had instructed him earlier, but Samuel still didn't come. Saul realized that his troops were rapidly slipping away, so he demanded, bring me the burnt offering and the peace offerings. And Saul sacrificed the burnt offering himself. Just as Saul was finished with the burnt offering, Samuel arrived, And Saul went out to meet him and welcomed him. But Samuel said, what is this you've done? Saul replied, the Philistines are ready to march against us at Gilgal, and I haven't even asked for the Lord's help. So I felt compelled to offer the burnt offerings myself before you came. So in Saul's waiting, he performed the priest's duty, and God rejected him as king. So King Saul's human shortcut was a a spiritual thing, a spiritual ritual. It was like, it was a good thing. He's asking for God's, he's he's bringing something to God as as a sacrifice. It was a ritual, but it was reserved, it was a, a duty reserved for a priest that he took upon himself. So don't waste your weight on human shortcuts because you'll miss the bus. And Saul missed the bus of his future because he took a shortcut and he just couldn't wait. The book of Romans 15 verse 4 is, is, is uh, some great uh, wisdom here. It says, these things what I've just told you about Abraham, these things I just, we just saw about King Saul. It says, such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us and the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. Tell yourself, tell the person next to you, tell yourself first and tell the person next to you, the bus stops here. It all depends on the inflection there. But the bus stops here. See, I I never get tired of saying this. You need to acquaint yourself with your Bible. Acquaint yourself with the Word of God because these things were written in the Scripture long ago to teach us. So there's so much wisdom in the Word of God for your life, for your blessing, for your future, for your family, for your employment, for for every part of your life. Acquaint yourself with it and say, Jesus, I don't want to miss the bus of your Word in my life. Again, that's just extra garnish. I don't know where that's all coming from today. But the bus stops here. Number two. Don't waste the wait. I'm going to have to talk slower because otherwise we're going to be super, we're going to have long weekend church, 
you're out the door. Don't waste the wait. There is something to do. So there are things you can do in the waiting. While you're waiting at the bus stop. I mean, these days, I wish I, you know, in, the, in those times when I was catching public transport, I wish we had mobile phones. We didn't. I could be Googling, I could be Facebooking, I could be Instagramming, I could be messaging, all these great things. But in those days, you just you had nothing to do at the bus stop. So you might as well walk to the next one and miss the bus. But you can do things spiritually, metaphorically here at the bus stop. So I walked between bus stops and I missed the bus, or, or sometimes three. But Luke chapter 12, verse 35 to 37, it says, this is, uh, i just make a point here, this is advice from Jesus for your waiting time. So when Jesus tells us some advice, I think it's good that we take a listen. And we take notice and we start to say, okay, Jesus, what, what do you want me to see today? What do you want me to know today? And this is some advice from him right now for us. Because we, as a church, are in the waiting from Jesus' resurrection. We're in the waiting time till his return for us. And so we need to know, well, what do we do in this waiting time? Do we just sit there? Do we play chess? Do, do, do we, you know, do, what do we do? We prepare ourselves in the wait for Jesus to come back. So this is what he says. Luke chapter 12, verse 35 and 37. Be dressed for service and keep your lamps burning. So we'll look at these in a second. Verse 36. As though you were waiting for your master to return from the wedding feast. Then you'll be ready to open the door and let him in the moment he arrives and knocks. The servant the servants who are ready and waiting for his return will be rewarded. I tell you the truth, he himself will seat them and put on an apron and serve them as they sit and eat. You know something? The way we serve today is the way in which we get served in the heavens. Isn't that amazing? So Jesus, you know, we think, why should I serve? Why should I? I, I, I don't know. I can't see the picture. Because Jesus is preparing through your servanthood to one day serve you. That's an incredible revelation right there. That's a good, good incentive to, to be a servant. But it says, um, uh, those servants who are ready. One Heart Church, can we be a, a, a group of people who are servants who are ready for the Lord's return? We don't want to be a, 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 a servants who are sleepy. We looked at that part one. The servants who were sleepy missed the call and missed the party. So this is what we do. In our waiting between the promise, because we've all had promises of God somewhere in our lives, between the promise and its fulfillment, Jesus has something for you. And so distractions will lead you to the, uh, will lead you to the bus stop in the distance. Jesus has something for you at the bus stop where you are. And you just sometimes just have to learn to wait at the stop where God has you. So Jesus has a purpose in your waiting. Sometimes we don't want that. We want, we, well, the problem is we, we see the bus stop in the distance and we want to go there. We say, but I'll, I'd rather be there. But in the process of getting there ourselves, we miss God's supernatural transportation to the blessing that he has for us next. So... Ecclesiastes 3 verse 5, this is, a, you know, I think a foundational scripture to this whole series. 
but it talks about a time for everything. Now, I've paraphrased this next, this next verse, but it, it, it talks in Ecclesiastes 3.5, there's a, uh, there's a time to throw away stones and a time to gather stones. I've turned it around, so I've paraphrased it myself. To, there's a time of gathering stones and a time to throw stones away. There's, now, in, in between gathering stones and throwing them away, it's, there's an in-between time that I've added to this that is when you're carrying stones, when you've got the stones in your pocket, in your backpack, in your hand, but you, you, you gather stones and you throw stones away, but in the meantime, you, you're carrying stones around. You might think, what are you getting to here? See, the waiting time is responsibility. It's practical. And when sensing a call of God from Jesus, find a stone to carry. Find a stone to gather. So I'll, I'll explain this all easily for you if you're trying, trying hard to, to follow me. Stones to carry in the waiting. This, they all start with this, so they must come from, from the Holy Spirit. Carry a stone of servanthood. Carry a stone of serving. Carry a stone of study. Because study prepares you. And carry a stone of sacrifice. These are, these are disciplines of our life that cause us to be productive in our waiting season. Um, there's some other things you can do. Take notes of these things. Put them on your app. You can pray in your waiting. You can praise in your waiting. There's a powerful thing that happens in your life when you think, I'm at the bus stop and I can't see the bus. I can see where God wants me to be, but I, but, but I don't know how I'm going to get there. Then you praise your way in the meantime. You praise your way in the waiting. There is power in your life is released when you can praise God, praise heaven, praise Jesus for the place where you're at and be grateful for that. And it releases something for your future. Uh, the next thing, some other practical things in your waiting. You think, oh, well, I don't know what God wants for me. I don't know what career path to take, blah, blah, blah. Get a job. Go work somewhere. Start making some money. Start doing something. Don't wait around saying, well, I don't know. I'm waiting for a sign from heaven. You know, the sign is don't be unproductive. Do something. Get a job. Uh, get, a, get a license. Do, you know, do some practical things. If you're in a waiting season of your life, especially, especially, that's West Heidelberg language. That's, if you catch a Bell Street bus, you'll talk like that. Especially if you're a young person. Don't waste the waiting time of your, of your youth by not being productive because you set yourself up for uh, the, the blessing of God to be, uh, you're, you're the conduit of the blessing of God. You've got to do some of those things in your waiting season. But see, here's the key to this point, is responsibility precedes the promise of God. So if you've had a promise, a prophecy, a word from God, maybe a thought, an idea, something where you think, I really think God has spoken to me about my future, about a promise, then you've got to have some responsibilities added to that promise before it will be taking shape in your life. Responsibility precedes the promise of God. So in boxing, who, who are all the boxers here? Show me if you've been a boxer before. Tell me, hands up, no one. Oh, there's one at the back. Good on you. But in boxing, to have a hard hit, 
It's not about physique or size. It's about technique. So it's not the, it's not the, the biggest person in the, in the boxing ring that's going to have the hardest hit. It's what, you, it's what you apply yourself to in the waiting decides your impact. It's what you apply yourself to in the waiting decides your impact. So it's fitness. It's, it's, about, it's about routine. So, so one of the things that, one of the very first things that they'll teach you in a boxing gym is they just give you a skipping rope, or at least they did in, in the ones I went to, and they say, here's a skipping rope, stand in the corner for 10 minutes and just skip. And you know, I don't want to do that, I want to, I, want to, I want to do something else. I want to do some other fun stuff, like punching people. And they say, no, you skip there for 10 minutes. Then, then after that, you'll do some other routines. Sometimes they'll get you standing against a wall and, and, and just doing something you think is completely, you know, pointless. But don't waste your weight in the, in the gym because you need to be learning techniques that make every punch count. And so God has given you as a Christian believer a spiritual punch that you don't want it to be like, 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 a, like, like I don't know, a, I want something really weak, like, like a, a butterfly's wing. I'll give you a little butterfly punch. You know, God, God has created you to have spiritual domination and spiritual power, spiritual authority, a punch that hurts the enemy. And so you don't want to waste your waiting by being sloppy and, and, and you know, just, what is it, disciplining yourself on the skipping rope can be the first thing that, that develops some stamina in your life. Then there's, there's some other things, just some, some techniques of you know, how, how to do things that make your punch effective. What you apply yourself to in the waiting decides the impact. So don't waste the wait. I love what, what um, Jesus said there in, in, um, in Luke. Be dressed, serve, and keep your lamp burning. Some advice from Jesus today. Write those down. Be dressed. Don't be spiritually naked. Because when it comes to the boxing ring, it's very embarrassing if you're the, the naked boxer. You might, you might want to be a naked investor, a naked chef, but you don't want to be a naked fighter. Because it'd be really embarrassing. And you're not going to be thinking about fighting. You're going to be thinking about... <laughs> so... Is the, be dressed. Dress yourself spiritually every day. And a fee, I think it's Ephesians 5, something like that, talks about what you need to dress yourself with. Be dressed. Serve. This is from the Word of God. This is some advice from Jesus to you. Be dressed. Serve. Keep your lamp burning. How do I keep my lamp burning? You fill yourself with spiritual things. You need the oil of the Holy Spirit. Is fuel for the burning. It's fuel that keeps you, you going. You don't, you know, we, we have these, it's a really big thing these days. We talk all about burnout. Well, Jesus doesn't want to, you burn out when you don't have oil. You burn out when you don't have the things of the Spirit flowing through. You will burn out. But when you, when you have the oil of the fuel of the things of the Spirit being re, refueled and replenished and, and uh, reproduced in your life, you will just keep burning. And it's a good thing. Number three. Don't waste the wait. Stay faithful to Jesus in the waiting. 
Don't think that in the waiting, Jesus has forgotten you. And there's so many people, great people, better men and women than me, that have missed the call and purpose of God because they didn't stay faithful in the wait. They got distracted and they're somewhere between bus stops because they thought, well, this church hasn't got it for me. I can't wait any longer. Uh, the, the, you know, my, 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 my situation, whatever it is, 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 is not, not doing it for me anymore. So I think I might as well just go to the next stop myself. And they're the people who are caught between stops and they miss the bus. And the, the most tragic thing is they say, well, hang on, I, I came from that stop and I saw that stop, so I started to get there myself and, and, then, and then I got, I got tired, I got hot, I got a little bit discouraged and so I stopped between bus stops and now I'm nowhere. I'm not where I want to be and I'm not where I used to be, but I'm nowhere in the call of God. I want to encourage people today, if that's you, you need to, you need to start taking a step again. You need to start stepping again. Maybe it's not to either of those places where you thought or where you came from or where you thought you were going, but God will have a plan for you if you'll just start stepping again. I don't know who that's for today, but maybe there's someone who needs to start to step again in the direction that God wants you to go. See, nearly every Bible hero was tested in the waiting. I'll give you some examples. Joseph, uh, he started with dreams of a promise from God. Incredible dreams, if you read the stories in Genesis about Joseph. Uh, he, he's got dreams about you know, being a ruler. And next thing he knows, he's sold into captivity. He's sold by his family to be a slave. That's called waiting. Joseph sold again to, to a ruler in Egypt, waiting. Joseph uh, ends up in prison in Egypt, more waiting. But Joseph proved himself in the waiting and became the ruler of Egypt. Another story is Daniel. We all know the story of Daniel in the lion's den. Well, the same Daniel. He's, he was an exile from, from uh, Judah in Israel. And he's an exile in Babylon. And he knows because he's read his word that they're going to be exiled for 70 years. Now, he goes there a young man. And I believe he, he goes back, as we read the stories in other books, that he goes back to Jerusalem when they're going to rebuild the walls around about Nehemiah's time and Ezra's time when they rebuild the, the temple. But that, that's what I, I've, what I think anyway. But Daniel's exiled in Babylon 70 years of waiting. He's heard the promise of restoration. He's heard the promise of the, of, of the, the glory of Israel returning. But he's got 70 years of waiting. That's a long time to walk away. That's a long time to turn your back and, and, and give up. Another one, David. He was anointed to be the king of Israel. And yet he becomes a fugitive. And he spends years in the wilderness in waiting. So we read the stories over a couple of chapters and we think, oh, it might have been a week. Running away from Saul, a few days. But you know, I think it was, it was years, probably maybe a decade or more, perhaps even more, I'm not exactly sure. But it wasn't just a day or a week or a month. He was, he was a fugitive on the run for years in the wilderness waiting for God's promise, waiting for God's way to open for him. See, all of these people I've just mentioned, they could have thought, what's the point of this? I give up. I'll go find another thing to do. I'll leave this stop and I'll go to the next. I'll have the musicians come. 
and join me again, please. You see, we love our Bible heroes. We see the, the, the highlights of their fame, but we don't see their years of their waiting. You know, Moses was 80 when God called him back to deliver the Israelites out of Egypt. That's a lot of waiting. Israel left Egypt on a promise and then waited 40 years for its fulfillment. See, they waited for the promise while God waited for a faithless generation to die, for a generation spiritually mature in faith to take the promised land. And I want to tell you, One Heart Church, let's be among the, the generation of faith who takes the full promise who inherits the blessing, who inherits the land, who inherits the promise that Jesus has spoken over us. Peter has a, a word, a final word to encourage us today. 2 Peter 3 verse 9. It says, The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance so don't waste the wait spiritual promises don't work with human shortcuts there is something to do stay faithful to Jesus he hasn't forgotten he hasn't forgotten you perhaps if we were to stand today if we could I just want to pray for some people today and I've got a couple of points that will relate to individuals here today. Perhaps you feel like you could, you're could, you the person and you can see the next stop. You think, well, I know what God's leading me to. I know where I want to be. And you can see that next place, but you've, you've been kind of really thinking, maybe I need to go. Maybe I... I, I, I want to start walking myself. The word for you today is resist the urge to a human shortcut. Say, Jesus, this promise is spiritual and I want to do it a spiritual way. I want to receive it in the, in the, in the spiritual way. Maybe you got caught up in the, on this point and you've missed a few buses in life. It's okay. Jesus has the right bus for you. As I said earlier, decide to start walking again. So I'm going to start, I'm going to start moving towards the Lord. I'm going to start moving again and God will make the way clear for you. Another thing, in the waiting you have something to do. Maybe you, you need to find a way to serve. Serve others, serve the church, serve, serve your, your family, whatever you, you need to start serving somewhere. Someone needs to start to study. Find, find some study to do. That can mean lots of things. Bringing, you know, learning a, a new layer of sacrifice in the life. Maybe some people need to do all three of these things today. But there's also those, and you might think, hey, it's, my life has just been a long time of waiting. Always seems like I'm waiting for something else to happen. Waiting for another uh, another promise to be fulfilled or whatever it may be. Come close to Jesus today. He's not forgotten you. It's time to rekindle the flame 
of a promise again. And let the Holy Ghost anointing fill you with some fuel today. So what we're going to do is we're going to sing. And as we sing, I know we've already asked people to come forward for prayer today. and That's for other things. But if you're, you're thinking, hey, I kind of think I've missed something somewhere. It's not. This is not a judgmental thing. This is just personal between you and the